You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of season three of Heart and Soul. We are joined today by Chelsea Duh and Sarah Ingram Leonard. <laughs> three names. Got them. Got all three. Um, Sarah is the founder of Bridal Bar North Carolina, and we'll get into all of that in a little bit. Um, but first, how are you guys? Good. Do- great. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Right. When I said, how are you, Silas went, <laughs> and like looked right at me. I was like, you need, you have something to say, bro. Just <laughs> ready for when he's able to like truly in a conversation. I always wonder like with babies, this might be a stupid question and it probably it's on the internet somewhere, but like, can they see screens the same that we can? Yeah. Like, you know, how dogs can't see like color for a little bit. <laughs> Our babies the same way. Such yeah. a dumb question. The beginning, their sight is definitely different than ours. Like they can only, when they're first born, they can't only really see like literally what's right in front of their face, which science fact here, that's why women's like nipples get bigger is so that babies can see it to breastfeed because they can't only see it so far from them. So they get darker and bigger for that reason. Um, Yeah. And then as they get older, they can see like, you know, further and further away. And then they can start like tracking objects and things like that. So he's at the point where, yes, he can see you guys on the screen. He was like staring right into my soul. (laughs) He can see you. He probably recognizes your voice. Man, I can't believe that nipple thing. (laughs) I know. I'm not going to be able to let that go. Oh, I feel like, I mean, I've already started experiencing that and I've been wondering yeah. why, God, why? <laughs> yeah, you do, especially at the end, you're like, whoa, but it doesn't <laughs> so. Even Michael one day was like, oh God, <laughs> it's like, I know it's weird. Yeah. The things that your body just naturally does to prepare for a baby is so wild, but it's so cool. I remember just thinking, wow, I'm literally not doing anything, but living my life and it's just doing its thing, you know, it's just doing it. Yeah. Um, all right, Sarah. Well, we usually start, well, don't worry. We'll get into who you are, but usually <laughs> we start every episode with happies and crappies, um, which is like one good thing and one crappy thing from your past week or however long, Great. however far back you want to go. Um, does anyone have anything on top of head? Top of uh, mind. Like what? Top of mind, top of head. I don't know why I said top of head. Front of mind. Front of mind. Um, yeah, I'll go. I would say that I always start with crappy. So I don't know. I think my crappy is just I've been like exceptionally tired lately. Um, one of the reasons today was probably because Jordan and I stayed up till like one last night watching this, finishing up this show, which you need to watch if you haven't. It's the one I was telling you about on Friday. It's called Tell Me Your Secrets on Amazon. Oh my gosh. So, so good. But anyway. You finish uh, it? Yeah, there's 10 episodes. So we watched the last, we watched like eight and nine or nine and 10 last night or something like that. Anyway, really good. But it's one of those shows that like makes your anxiety so high. So I took a while to fall asleep after that. And was woke up pretty tired and had to 
go back to sleep during Silas's first nap. Um, anyway, and then my happy is this weather. It's finally beautiful and sunny. We had a really awesome weekend too. Um, Friday night, we had friends over. It was so much fun to see everybody. Had a little game night, ate some tacos. Um, Saturday, I had a really pretty day for a session. And then Sunday, we just like hung out together, went for a nice walk, spent some time outside and it was beautiful. So I'm just feeling like spring is around the corner and we're getting there. We're turning the curve. We need it. I feel like April showers came in February. I'm so over the rain and I'm so glad. I know. Let's hope that April won't be as crappy or at least March. I know, right? (laughs) We'll prime off first. Um, Okay, I'll go next just to give you some more time to think, Sarah. my, I'll start with a crappy. I have another UTI. So another thing about being a woman is it's just great. <laughs> I pee 24 seven and it's not just cause I'm pregnant. It's because of this freaking UTI. Um, but I'm on antibiotics and hopefully I'll be on the up and up soon. Does pregnancy um, make you more susceptible to them? Dude. I don't know because before these, I had one last month too. Sarah. So before these two though, I've only had one in my life and I was like 19. So that was like 13, 13 years ago. Oh my God. I'm ancient. So it's it's not like I'm prone to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It has a correlation. I don't know. I wonder if it's because I'm taking like so many different vitamins and one has to go up a certain way. And so I don't know if like things are changing around that area and it's just creating bacteria that's new or what, but yeah, I'm over it. I'm yeah. over it. No fun. Bacteria. That is not fun. I know. Um, so my, ha- my happy though is very similar to yours, Chelsea. We actually did things this weekend. <laughs> we like, haven't been doing anything on the weekends, um, which I actually don't mind. But Michael it sits at a computer all day. So he like gets really antsy and wants to do stuff on the weekend. So we did it this weekend. We went to Chelsea's on Friday for tacos and games. And then on Saturday, we had another game night with a different group of friends from our old, old church. So it was like a reuniting of friends and games. And that was fun. So we were, we're all gamed out now. <laughs> but um and then Sunday, Michael went to Raleigh for the day and I just got to chill by myself and it was awesome. I walked the loop and just kind of like had some downtime. It was nice. Yes. That is nice. Not that you like, or like, yeah, my husband's gone, but it's nice when you just feel that freedom to just like do whatever you want. Oh yeah. I, it was great to have him back by like six and like gone at like 6 AM. So it was like just 12 hour situation. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so nice. What about you, Sarah? Um, so not to copy both of you, but I also had a really wonderful weekend. So that's my happy. And I feel like with the nicer weather on Sunday, um, and the sun coming out, I, I felt like I just did a lot and got to see like a lot of my people and my husband is a pilot. So his job is, his schedule's just like all over the place a lot of the time. And we actually had like a weekend at home together, which was so nice. So we enjoyed that. And 
My crappy would definitely be the weather. The weather always has a, an effect on my mood. And so the last couple weeks have just been like super blah, but um, I'm glad the sun is shining today. Although I see more rain on the forecast, which I'm ignoring <laughs> right now, but that's probably where the last week, yeah, the worst was the weather, but yeah, enjoy it's, the it's been a downer for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. One sec. My, Hey, Michael, <laughs> Sorry. if you want to grab a snack, you can, <laughs> if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> so like, you can grab his leash. Yeah. He's like lurking, like <laughs> and he's, you're fine. Um, that sounds like my husband during my virtual classes. He's like, can I kitchen? <laughs> yes. No. Like, can I go What's available to me? <laughs> yes, yes. I saw that. I, and let's get, I, we'll get into, to what you do, but I want to talk about your virtual classes too. But, um, first we have some shameless plugs this week that are pretty good. So every, um, Sunday night, Sarah on Instagram, I put up a story that's like, um, some sort of confession question. And I love that. I watched it religiously. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm glad you watched. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Um, but people send in like the funniest things. And this week I wasn't expecting to laugh as hard as I did. I thought it was kind of like a rando question, but I got some good ones. So the question this week was, what is the weirdest dream you've ever had? And let me just read some of these. Chelsea did submit. Can we start with Chelsea's? Cause it's pretty good. Sure. Okay. So Chelsea's submission was, Wait, was yours the puppy one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. It was, I gave birth to golden retriever puppies in my dream, <laughs> which by the way, someone responded to that and was like, that actually is a dream. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's funny you say that because when I told a few people about that, I'm not the only one that's had a dream like that. <laughs> I remember if it was when I was pregnant or not. I think it might've been, but it's just, I think it's one of those things where like your brain can't conceptualize you're actually growing a human. And I don't know. It was like, it was gonna like, come out. yeah, it was like one of those things that in the dream, it like morphed into something different. And it, you know, it's like, it wasn't a dream of me actually birthing them. It was just like, I had a baby, but then there was puppies there. You know what I mean? Okay. So it didn't come out like furry and puppy. No. Okay. That's what I was envisioning was just like you, like, you know how dogs, when they give birth, they're like curled up on this like bed and the puppies just like come out. I imagined that like a, a bunch of nipple situation too. (laughs) Wow. This nipples just keeps coming up in this episode. Sorry about that. Um, should that be the title of the podcast? (laughs) Might as well. We're keeping it real. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, it was just one of those like morphing type of dreams where you're like, all of a sudden you're like, wait, what just happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That, that checks out. I mean, you can't control dreamland, so anything goes. No shame. Okay. This one says, and this one you really liked Chelsea is that a witch told me that if I let her pet Raven fly up my butt, then I would be able to fly. (laughs) So naturally I said, yes. Actually, even reading it, I like forgot what happened. <laughs> that one got me 
so good. When you posted that, I was cracking up laughing. It was so random. I've never that random of a dream. <laughs> yeah, that one was really good. I'll do I'll do two more. Ugh. One person said, uh, I thought I was a vampire Twilight style and I woke up biting my pillow. <laughs> Yikes. Which is very just like intense of a dream. Yes. This one was funny just because um, have you done Whole30 before? Any of y'all? No. Okay. I have and years ago, years, years ago. And I remember like having these type of, you know, desires. And this one said, I dreamt that chicken nuggets were dancing over my head. I was also doing Whole30 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I can understand that. Yeah, I that have, one I... like checks out. That one, that one's real. <laughs> That's your subconscious trying to tell you to eat chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'll keep posting those on, I'm crying from that, which, um, I'll keep posting those on Sundays. Hopefully some days, some days I forget cause I'm lazy these days, but, um, and we'll hopefully remember each week or every other week to share a shameless plug or two or three or five. Um, but for now let's get into talking about Sarah. We're yeah. so glad that you um, are on the podcast. Sarah is the local, She's a local business owner, but she also offers virtual and we'll get to that, but she owns a business called bridal bar. Do you add North Carolina to it? Or is that just the NC for the Instagram? Just the NC for the Instagram. So okay. people kind of like know where we're located. Okay. Uh, so we'll just say bridal bar, yes. <laughs> um, which offers bar classes and you can totally expand upon this, but it offers bar classes for, brides, bridal parties, bachelorette parties, um, to help them feel confident, um, and strong on their wedding day. And I was going through your website this week and I re- like, I loved the verbiage that you use. We're all about words, especially when it comes to body image. And, um, I loved the words that you use around, like, it's not about fitting into your dress a certain way, but about feeling your best. And, um, that's something that we definitely believe in, but Yeah. Why don't you kind of take the mic and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and how you got to starting Bridal Bar? Yeah. Well, thanks again for having me. I'm so excited to share a bit more about Bridal Bar's story and my journey to how I got here. And um, I grew up in Eastern North Carolina and um, went to college in North Carolina And after I graduated, I started working in the private education world up in Virginia. And during that time, I met my sweet husband um, and he was moving to the Wilmington area. And long story short, after we got married at the end of 2019, I knew once I finished out working the next school year with my job, I would be moving here. And that is when the pandemic happened. And literally overnight, I was living in North Carolina and finishing out my job with no job prospects on the horizon because no one was hiring in the field that I was working in. Um, To go back a little bit, During the year that I was getting married, I belonged to an awesome local studio where I took bar classes leading up to my wedding and always had this little idea in the back of my head 
where I thought, wouldn't it be so cool if someone brought the workout to the bride on the day of their wedding? But like, I didn't think that would be me. Like, I was just like, that's such a cool idea that someone could do. Um, But a lot of different things came together with the pandemic and I am a busybody. Like I need to be doing something. I can only sit and watch One Tree Hill for like, you know, so many days. So I thought, you know, it's, it's now or never to put this dream that I have in motion and see if it happens. And so I came up with the name bridal bar and I made an Instagram for it. And I started to just put together a website and start to get our mission out there to bring bar workouts to brides, whether it's the morning of their wedding day or on their bachelorette weekend. Um, I even have a bride who's doing it as a bridesmaids luncheon instead of like the typical sit down um, before their wedding day. And it's totally customizable um, from the playlist to the workout itself. And we have different packages where I can bring champagne. Um, we have a whole decor package as well. And it all just really came from my love for bar during my own wedding season and how strong and capable and, um, how much fun I had in class. And I just never really felt like it was about what I, was supposed to look like on the day of my wedding, but just making sure that I was, I was present and feeling my best. Um, and it's just, that's the whole mission behind it is I want every bride to, to feel that way on their big day as well. I, I think it's an awesome concept. And what I love most about it is it's not just bar. Like it's, it's such a niche. I always say this word wrong niche niche concept to bring it to bride specifically, like to hone in on one demographic. And I, what I love about what you just said is, well, I actually was listening to a podcast last week where they were interviewing this like really successful, uh, real estate broker. And he was saying, one of the things that stuck out to me that he said was, like in moments of, he was talking about COVID specifically. And he was saying, you know, in moments of desperation, that's when some of our greatest ideas and almost like greatest risks are taken because we already have like nothing to lose because we're already at like rock bottom, which is kind of where you were with um, transitioning to a new city with no job during a pandemic. (laughs) And you're kind of like, okay, well, I've had this dream why not now? I'm, I'm like desperate enough to like actually take this risk and see what happens. And it also hits home that you just started an Instagram because that's what I did for soul. I had no idea what it would become. I just started an Instagram and like started following people and just creating little pieces along the way. And one thing Chelsea and I always talk about is like, what's one tangible thing, like one tangible small step you can take towards your dream. And that's one of them, like creating an Instagram handle. That's totally doable and free. You know, why not try that? Yep. I was yeah. gonna, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Like, I love that you pointed that out because that is such a simple but effective way to just start. We always say like, just start, just start now, just do it, whatever. <laughs> but that in and of itself is like, that's all it, sometimes that all it has, that's all it has to be like, start the Instagram, the community will come if you start building it. 
Um, but my, my next question was going to be, so you had this idea, what was it like, like, were you able to start it and start building it based on like the COVID wedding model of virtually and weddings being canceled, rescheduled left and right? Or was it something where you kind of had this idea and had to pivot along the way as things progressed this past year? Yeah, I think in some ways, COVID helped me figure out what my model was going to be, because there was this extra layer that we weren't living with a year prior. So, um, you know, these weddings were either getting canceled or rescheduled in new locations, or, you know, you can't really fly to Mexico right now for your bachelorette weekend. So, you know, there are a lot of brides who are staying in the Wilmington area, um, to just have their bachelorette weekends here. And for me, I, I just, I kept that in the back of my mind when I started to develop what I wanted, um, the business to look at look like. Um, and so the last few months have been kind of difficult because, um, we can't really work out indoors without a mask on right now. Um, I'm an instructor at another studio in Wilmington and all of our workouts are outdoors if we can weather permitting. Um, and so I had to really think through, um, you know, when I bring this workout to a client, you know, where is it going to be? How am I going to make this safe and effective for everybody? Um, and that actually, led me to starting my virtual platform, um, for my clients, um, or just women who want a different kind of workout. Um, so yeah, in a lot of ways, the pandemic kind of helped me figure out what we were even going to look like, um, both in person and virtually. What kind of forces you to come up with multiple options in the very beginning and you're prepared now for if anything were to happen again, you know, in the future, you now have an option virtually, you have an in-person option, group options, one-on-one, outdoor, indoor. So now you've got it all, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I think the silver lining to that timing and just of COVID in general for all of us small business owners is it, like Catherine said, it kind of forces you to have these systems in place and not these alternatives and layers to our business that we probably would have never done before. And in some ways we may not have ever been able to scale if we never took that next step. You know, if we never had to do it, would we think about all the virtual offerings or all the ways we can serve a broader population? Like once, once you're virtual, you're not limited to just Wilmington residents anymore, you know? So it's definitely was a challenge, but the good thing about it is it gave us all these opportunities and like forced us into mm-hmm. creating these systems that allow us to bring what we have to offer to people wherever in the country, which I think is really cool. So I, on my wedding day, did a um, Pilates workout on the day of my wedding. We went to Emotion and did one there, um, which Macy, y'all know Macy, she's our her co-host, but it was awesome. But I love that you say you can, you know, bring it to someone, which I'm, I'm pretty sure that was an option, but I, I didn't really know that we just went to the studio. Um, so 
with virtual, you can really bring it to anyone. Like, like Chelsea was saying, you can bring it everywhere. So like, I, I also saw on your website that you have a virtual class every day. And I'm assuming that's not just for brides. It's just something mm-hmm. you teach on your own. Yes. So, um, right now we have virtual classes on Wednesday and Thursday evenings and, um, my business partner, Taylor just got bar certified as well. So come March to April, we're going to have more of a flow to our schedule and different types of classes, which I'm super excited about. Um, but yes, we started, um, our virtual weekly classes. I have, um, client, I have brides who have booked me for their weekend bachelorette or wedding weekends who, um, come to class during the week. And it's been really cool to get to know them like before I actually have their event. Um, and it feels like just another way to be able to connect with, um, the women that I'm working with. Um, I have friends who they, they come cause they love the workout and they, they like the style of bar that, that I teach. Um, and I love music. Music is a huge part of bridal bar and the whole experience I teach to the beat of the music. Um, so we've been adding themed playlists into our schedule. We have free Britney on Thursday. <laughs> I'm really excited about, I might um, that cause I'm all in on that movement. I'm so excited. And, um, we've been getting into some philanthropic classes. So last week we had, um, a class where all the proceeds went to, um, the Loveland foundation. So we've been working that into, um, so that's been another way to be able to use, you know, a business to give back to a larger community, um, that I probably wouldn't have thought of or, really knew was accessible to me unless I was put in the situation that I am right now. I know. I feel like as we're talking to you, I'm just realizing like your business or who, what you do is like a morph of what Chelsea and I do (laughs) like weddings and workouts together in one business. Um, what, like what brought about your specific, your passion for movement, where'd that come from and how'd that evolve? So when I was in college, I was in treatment for an eating disorder um, for a year and a half. And during that time, I had movement taken away from me um, in order for me to really recover and heal. Um, And before that, it was um, a tool that I used to control my body and what I looked like and among other things. but I have had a up and down relationship with fitness um, from the time I was a young girl. And so going through that when I did and learning how to bring back fitness into my life as something that I can use for my mental health, as something that I can use um, just when I need to get out of the house and do something or or even work. Some of my best ideas come to me when I'm on a walk or, you know, teaching a cycle class, you know, something will come to mind. And so I think because I had a not great relationship with it before, and I was able to bring it back into my life, um, in a healthy way. Um, I was aware of the, you know, 
diet culture and gimmicks that were out there when it, when I got engaged and I came time to plan my wedding. Um, and I just recently really opened up and shared my story on bridal bars page this past week, um, and shared that, you know, when I went to buy my dress, I was there standing there in the sample and someone said, Oh, do you want to order this a size down? You know, just in case. And I'm like, I'm standing here like in the, like this, this clearly fits me, you know? Um, I don't think anything about me, any vibe I'm giving off is that I want or need to lose weight for my wedding day. But I just thought about, you know, how many women don't have the tools or like aren't told that they don't have to change for their wedding day and you don't have to change for any day of your life. Um, And so I think because of my story and my background, I really wanted to take that and put it in my business model and my mission. So when brides work with me, they know that I know what it's like to use fitness in a way that's really unhealthy. And I want it to be joyful. I want it to be fun. Um, I have brides who have booked me who have never taken bar before. And they are just like, this sounds great. Like, let's kick off my wedding day with this just because it sounds fun. And that, that's one of those moments where I'm like, yes, like this is what it's about is, um, finding the joy in movement and, um, using it as a way to, um, feel confident and strong versus changing who we are physically. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I can definitely relate on your story, especially even with the wedding dress thing, I remember hearing that too, like, Oh, well you can always size down, you know? And I'm just like, why do people say those just really baby comments? I know it's like so ingrained in our society and the way that we think that people don't think it's really affecting someone that much, but like words are piercing. And to hear that you're like, wait, do I need to size down? Like, do I not look confident or good for my wedding day. And it, it just messes with your head. And so I just like, one, I hate that that happened to you, but two, I love that you're rewriting that narrative for brides. Are you able to pinpoint since you've been through it? Like, are you able to kind of pinpoint when brides are maybe in a negative headspace? And like, are you like aware enough to be able to like pivot their mindset into a direction of like, this is for joy. This is for health. Like, are you able to pinpoint that now? Yes. I think what you said earlier about verbiage being so important, I think, um, through my own journey and tools that I found, um, it's, it's easier to, you know, pivot the conversation or, um, use words that, you know, are like, I can't wait to kick off your day with some endorphins, or I can't wait to, I'm so glad you're coming to virtual classes um, and carving out time for yourself Um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of changing, you know, hopefully with, when we use verbiage like that, we're kind of ingraining in someone else's mind that they can work out for fun or they can just, they don't have to work out too. Like, you know, they can you know, not take my classes until I come to their event too. And that's totally okay. Um, and just like, you know, those tiny comments are ingrained in just the wedding 
industry anyways about brides having to lose weight or change who they are for one day. I'm hoping that, um, you know, with bridal bar and the words that we choose, um, I can kind of, when I do pick up on that, it's a little just easier to kind of shift the, the narrative in their heads too, that they can, they, they don't have to change a thing because the person who's marrying them is marrying them for who they are. So speaking of, you just mentioned, you know, it's totally fine if, if brides never take your class until they book you for your, their wedding day. So when it comes to like your philosophy and everything you just spoke on with what you're like, the truth you're speaking into these brides, um, is there like another aspect of your business, I guess, or like different lanes of your business where you're, you are working with brides more than just the day of their wedding? Cause I'm sure like if they're just kind of booking a, a gig for like their bridesmaids, that that's my, it's still amazing. And your message is still powerful, but like, if it's the day of the wedding, all that led up to that was untouched. You know what I mean? So how do you reach brides as soon as they're engaged, I guess, or even before that to kind of hook them in and let them know what your message is and how you can kind of lead them along the way until the big day? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and we, keep a good pulse on when brides follow us on Instagram and make sure that, excuse me, we're at open houses or events that we meet them at, um, that our messaging is really clear and what we're about. Um, and where's my brain right now? (laughs) Well, you did mention earlier that you have brides who take your class before their big day virtually, and you kind of get to know Mm -hmm. them a little bit. Yes. So we, that's a great way for me to get to know brides. Um, and the communication leading up to their wedding is pretty strong or bachelorette weekend or whatever it is. Um, I have a pretty intense like questionnaire that I run by brides just to get a, as we were talking about earlier, like a pulse on where they're at and why they've hired me and, um, her hired us hired bridal bar, um, you know, what they're, you know, looking forward to about having bridal bar at their weekend. Um, and I think when brides are coming to us, they, they understand who we are and what we're doing. And so, um, I haven't had a bride yet who was like, okay, you're going to whip me into shape for my wedding day, because I hope that's not the message we're giving. Um, and so I, I think when brides have the brides who have hired us so far, um, they get in touch with us. They, they know what we're about and know that that isn't in our messaging, but, um, I've definitely had brides who have booked us and, and know that, you know, we're here to, if they want to pop on a virtual class before their wedding, we're here to, um, you know, give them that time for themselves too. So I hope that answered the question. Yeah, it does. And I think that's awesome. You're doing that. I mean, I'm, definitely someone who fell pretty victim to that. Like, even though I felt very, um, confident in, for, in the, in myself for the most part, there's still pressure before your wedding to look a certain way. And I almost had like, I think I worked so hard that I ended up having like the opposite effect because I was just more stressed and like, didn't end up feeling my best for that reason, even though I looked fine. Um, and I think 
coming from you and you kind of leading the way in, in that having had your past and been married yourself, like you have this retrospect, I guess, and this experience that you can pour into other women because looking back on my wedding day, I feel the same way as a photographer too. And the things that people stress about, I'm like, looking back on my wedding day, I'm so glad I had like a big party. I'm so glad it happened before COVID. I had the best time, but like, did I really need to stress over what I looked like? Did I really need to stress over the napkins? Did I need, really need to stress over like all these little things that in reality, all that mattered was I married Jordan and all of our people were there and we had a freaking amazing time. And my husband was sick the whole time. So like when I think about our wedding like that, it's just kind of like, that was just a day and every, everything beyond that has been so much more pure and sweet and like transformational and memorable. And again, I don't have any regrets, but given the experience I had, I'm like, wow, we put so much of our mental energy and physical energy into this one day that really we just need to be focusing on our, our lives and our marriage and our health. And that's going to go so, so much further. Yeah, for sure. I, um, if you don't mind, I actually have a question that's like not really about bridal bar. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Um, it's, it's about, and it, it, you can, you can totally let me know if, if this is like too far, but I have had women who not only I've trained, but who have, I've seen signs of like eating disorder behavior in, and I remember, I think back to like when I was stuck in that and I would not listen to anyone who would call out certain signs and symptoms and concerns. And it really got to a point where I had to like admit it to myself and, Mm -hmm. and it's different for everyone. Right. But I just had this um, friend tell me about a friend of hers who I have no idea who she is, but she was kind of asking me like, what do I do? But her friend essentially is about, is like at the breaking point of needing to go to a treatment facility. And, um, I don't know what to say in those situations besides one, because I'm thankful mine didn't get that to that point. Like I was able to realize it just before it needed to go to that, which was just right around the corner. But two, I, my answer is always like, you have, the person has to realize it for themselves, but I just kind of, if you don't mind, if you could take me back to that, like right before you decided, or someone in your life decided that treatment was the next step. Do you like, remember where your headspace was at during that? And if you were willing or what got you to the point of being willing to actually take that step, because that's just something I'm like seeing come up kind of mm-hmm. as a theme in people throughout people in my life. And I don't know how to handle that situation. Yeah. For me, um, I'm really glad you asked this question because I do think it's something that <clears throat> needs to be talked about because as we know, there's just this whole cycle of shame around having an eating disorder or having mental health struggles. And, um, 
when we don't talk about it, there might be someone listening who was like, well, shoot, I don't want to ask for help because I don't even know how to start. But for me, I was so ashamed of what I was putting my body through. And I, I knew it had gone too far and I, I was really scared and I, I was just as scared of my eating disorder as I was of gaining the weight back. Mm -hmm. And I was just, those two things were just pressing against each other. And I hadn't, I hadn't grown up as someone who like asked for help. Like I was like always fine. Like got the grades, was on the tennis team, did X, Y, and Z, was prom queen, all this stuff. And it was like the first time in my life where I was like, I'm not perfect and someone's going to find out. And Mm -hmm. I'm terrified of that. I thankfully had two very good friends who sat me down and said, you don't seem like yourself. They didn't say anything about what I looked like or how drastically I had changed in a certain amount of time my body had changed in a period of time. They simply said, you're not Sarah, you're not yourself. Um, and we don't know what's going on, but we just want to help you. And I'll never forget that conversation because I was, I think I thought I was doing a really good job of hiding everything. And then when someone cared enough to say, I care about you, And you don't even have to tell me right now what's happening. And I'm not even going to make an assumption, but I'm here for you. It just unleashed all the stuff that I was keeping inside. And I took that first step to finding help because I, I knew that there were people out there who cared enough not to talk about me behind my back or to, you know, just be like, Oh, well, don't know what happened to her. Like she's crazy now or whatever, you know, they, they cared enough to just say, we're here for you. And, um, I truly think without that conversation, I don't really know what would have happened, but, um, but yeah, I was definitely uh, just aware of what I was doing, but so scared and ashamed that I didn't really know what to do. And it took that person, that friend saying, I don't know what's going on, but I'm here for you for me to finally admit it to myself and to others. I think that's key in the way that they worded it. Like you're not yourself instead of focusing on like, even when you, as like crazy as this sounds, when you say something like you look too thin, that can feel like a compliment to someone who is in disordered eating habits or an eating disorder, because that's their goal is to be too thin. And if they hear you look thin or you're getting thin, I'm worried about you. All they hear is it's working. And what can I do to get to thinner? Mm -hmm. And so to take it, the narrative or the concern away from just the physicality of it, but like the character of it and also the health of it. Like, I think what I, why I'm so like concerned about this right now is I never got to a point. I got so thin and so like, like 
skeletal looking, but I never got to a point where I lost my period or where like my organs started shutting down, but that is very real. And this person that's about to go into a treatment facility is at that point. And I think people forget because it's talked about so much. Like I have an eating disorder. I had an eating disorder. I have a disordered eating. It's, it's almost so like in our culture now, which is a great thing because at least it's being talked about, but it's almost talked about so much that people forget that it's deadly. Like it can completely destroy you. Like it's, it's turn, it could be terminal. Same with mental health. Like people need to know that it's serious. Like it can, it can kill people. And I think that taking it out of the body image aspect of it and saying like, I don't want you because I love you and I care about your character. I don't want you to leave or deteriorate because I love you. I, I, that just like woke me up because it really is like so much deeper than just losing weight. I mean, you're essentially, you're shutting everything down inside of you. Yeah. You become a different person Mm -hmm. and, um, even post being in treatment and and recovery, you have to work through the shame and like the embarrass, I don't know, embarrassment you put, at least for me, I put on myself of missing out on things with my friends and family and Mm -hmm. feeling like I was a burden in some way. And if someone is listening to this and considering getting help or um, to your, your friend, Catherine, like, you're, it's never a burden to ask for help. And, um, it's a relief, like to the people around you, it's a relief to them. Yes. It's a huge, it's a huge relief. And, um, taking that first step is so scary, but it, it's so worth it. It, it Mm -hmm. for you and the people in your life too. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know that that wasn't like on the script, <laughs> no, I'm happy to. but I also think it's just like, it goes with what we talk about all the time, which is shameless living. And like, it's so easy to tell or convince ourselves of the lie that we should be ashamed of what we've been through or what we're going through when instead the best way to heal is to talk to someone about it and to drop the shame at the door and, you know, step forward into vulnerability. So thanks for sharing that. Um, I know that we're getting too close to the end. So I want to ask you, we have four questions that we ask every single guest. So we're going to ask you those today, um, which I feel like we haven't had a guest in like three weeks. So I'm like forgetting the questions. Hold on. Let me think. Okay. Got one. One, what is something that you're currently obsessed with right now or binging like a TV show or podcast or book or something food? I, uh, Love Bachelor Happy Hour, the podcast. After I listen to that, I am obsessed with it. I listen to it every Tuesday, and so it's really hard when there's like no Bachelor Bachelorette on TV because that's like my go-to. Um, I uh, love Unlocking Us with Brene Brown. That's yes. probably my other second binge, and then. Uh, where what I binge on TV is Cobra Kai. It's like Karate Kid revival. Dude, Summer, <laughs> do you do you remember Summer Lambert or do you know her Summer Lambert? She was yeah. on our podcast. She talked about the Enneagram. She's kind of like a Wilmington yes. star, but she's obsessed with Cobra Kai right now. <laughs> I am like my mom grew, 
she like raised us on 80s movies and 80s everything and so it's so nostalgic for me because like we didn't watch the like mainstream movies growing up we watched like the karate kid and like john hughes movies and like the breakfast club and so for me it was it's just like so nostalgic to watch it and um I, ha- I like watched so much of the first two seasons. I had to take a break because it was just, just so much. Yeah. So I just finished binging the third season and I'm, they're filming the fourth I've heard. So you're um, like, there's hope for more. <laughs> so yeah, it's like so nerdy, but I just love it so much. <laughs> I love that. Speaking of last night's bachelor was, bachelor was like, snooze fest I know I'm almost done with it I'm on the third the third hometown right now I just feel like we did not get to know any of the women this season like I'm like who are you yeah it was there's nothing Uh, who do you who do you think's gonna win Sarah I think that he chooses Rachel but I don't know if they're still together is yes it's kind of my vibe too um, yeah, it was a snooze fest. I'm, I'm not enjoying this episode for sure. Yeah. I did not get why he was so bummed about Serena. She was like mean to him on all their dates. I was like, why is she even, he ain't even into her. But anyway, I won't get too deep into. Yeah. Don't, don't ruin it for me. Bachelor <laughs> stuff right now. Um, okay. Our second question is, is what's something you're looking forward to in the rest of 2021? The rest of 2021. Um, I'm really excited for all that bridal bar has planned. And I feel like starting the business when we did in the middle of the pandemic, like the time of year, um, we just done a lot of planning and booking and things like that. And with the weather getting better, there's just a lot of exciting things, whether it's a bride's bachelorette weekend, or it's, um, a pop-up event or something like that. I'm just really excited to see where the business goes this year. Um, and it feels like a lot of work and effort from the last few months is like, kind of like coming to fruition. So I'm really, I'm pumped about that. That is exciting. Um, our third question is what is something that you love about yourself? Hmm, something that I love about myself. Um, I love that I'm empathetic. I'm a really big um, empath and just really feel all the emotions all the time and feel for other people. And I think that really allows me to be the best business owner I can with Bridal Bar um, and be the best friend and family member that I can. Um, It just lets me be in tune with how people are feeling and wanting everyone to, to feel their best and be happy all the time. Yeah, that is really important. We actually just did an episode with, um, Buffy Andrews, and she talked about like the dim- the difference or like the definition of empathy. She's a therapist and it was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can definitely see that in you. You're a feeler. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God I was just on mute because Jordan decided to open the door and growl. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Our last question is if you can leave with one last little like line 
nugget of truth you would tell women, what would it be? Um, if that's all right, I'm going to borrow a quote from Brene Brown for this. Yes, and she well. recently said in um, an interview on Unlocking Us with Melinda Gates that um, when there's nothing left to lose, the last thing to try is vulnerability and authenticity. And that's when we unlock success. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm getting chills just, just saying it again here, because I think for a while I tried to figure out exactly how I was going to use my story or portray my story and what I do on a day-to-day basis. And the second I stopped questioning myself and wondering if it was too much or if someone was going to think with some way about me because I was, I wanted to just put it all out there um, was the second I started to just move forward a little faster with what I do. Um, And I think that I wish that for all women and, or anyone listening to this is that when you're truly yourself and you allow yourself to be vulnerable with yourself and others, um, you're going to tap into something that you may not know that you were capable of. Yes, girl. I listened to that episode. It was so good. So good. So good. Thank you so much for sharing your story and where we'll put all of, um, the links to find Sarah in the show notes, but, um, just real quickly, like what's the quickest way to reach you? Is it in Instagram? Yes. So, um, at bridal bar underscore NC is our Instagram. My public account is at Sarah Leonard fitness. Um, it's just a bunch of like workout clothes and me eating donuts. So it's not, there's no like secrets on there. It's just me. Um, but those are probably the best ways to get in touch with us. Um, And you can find like our email and everything on the Instagram too. Awesome. We will link that in the show notes and Sarah, it was so fun getting to know you. Thank you so much. This was awesome. And I'm so excited to meet you guys in person. I know one day, one day. So soon. (laughs) All right, listeners. Well, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.